excited and you should be excited to know that when we get together, Jesus is here among us. He's here, he's listening, and he's ready to give us what we need, even to help us to understand his way of living. And actually, that's his intent. He wants us to know how to live in heaven on the earth. He wants us to know how to live in the kingdom of God and have all his blessings on us so that we can prove to be true disciples of his. So when we ask anything, he said that in John 15, when we ask anything, it's done for us and we're proving to be true disciples of his and glorifying the Father. That's what we want to do. So let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we're thanking you so much for being here, for showing us your way, giving us revelation knowledge day after day so we can learn to live in your kingdom. It's not like you hadn't done everything there needs to be done, but it's that we need to have understanding to receive that. And you were so faithful to give us that. We just love you and praise you for it. Give you all the glory in your name we pray. Amen. He's so good. He's so good. He's so in love with us. And today we're going to learn that his word is life and health to our flesh through what he said. Proverbs 4.20 says it. Um, Actually, verse, yeah, starts at verse 20. My son, attend to my words, consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart for their life to those who find them healing and health to all their flesh. Keep and guard your heart with all diligence and above all that you guard for out of flow out of it flows the springs of life. So my son attend to my word. This is his word, the word of God. He's saying attend to it. Consent and submit to my saying. So that means you got to come in agreement to with what he's saying. And when you do this, it's life and health to all your flesh. When you come in agreement with him, then you're going to have life and health for your flesh. You're not even going to be sick. And really, that's why we're sick, because we're not in agreement with him. We think we are, but we're not, because we have to have ears to hear. And I heard him say that this morning in, Re- in Revelation. It talks about we have to have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to us. So much of the time, we think that we already know. Right? Like sometimes when someone's talking to us, um, we think they know what they're going to say and we don't really hear. And God is saying, because you already have an opinion, you're not really hearing what I'm saying. And so it is vital to put the word in your heart, and that's what he's saying. And if you do it and you agree with it, then you're going to have life and you're going to have health. And so anyway, I want to go to verse 21 again. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. So what he means is keep the word in your heart, in your spirit. Keep hearing the word. Keep looking at it. And then verse 22, for their life to those who find them. So it's interesting how it says life to those who find that word. So that word is, his word has to be something you're looking for. You have to be going after it. It has to be important to you. You have to cherish it, right? If you're looking for something, you're interested. You want it. It's not something that you just do once in a while or um, maybe even when you're desperate, but the word is life and health for you and your flesh. 
so those who find it healing and health to all their flesh. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance, and above all you guard, for out of it flows the springs of life. So if you want to live that fullness of life that he has for you, then you have to keep that word in your heart. You have to guard it. It has to be something that you cherish, that you hang on to. Vigilance means that you watch it. You, you have your eye on it. And so when you get to that place where you know God and um, you have a taste of his goodness, his loving kindness, then it is something that you're going to want. I always had an addictive personality and when I started knowing the goodness of God, I started craving him. And that's what happens because he's so good and you realize he is everything that you need and everything that you want. He is your source of life and you're gonna get together with him every day and you're gonna have that good in your life and you're gonna crave it and you're gonna want it and you're gonna guard it. You're gonna make time for him. You know, I hear so many people say they don't have time for God. They have their eye on something else. They're watching something else. Something else is more important to them than God. And um, it's not its not like a religious thing like they think it is, and that's why they're saying they don't have time, and, you know, they don't think it's going to do them any good, and, and, like, there's nothing in it for them. But everything about God is for you. He has his eye on you all the time. And right now, today, he's telling us the answer. He's, t- he's telling us things that we need to know. Things, he's telling us things to come. He's saying, I'm coming. I'm coming for my church. And, and we're the church. We are individually the church. And he's talking individually to you for a church without spot or wrinkle. And what that means is you got to let him clean you up. you got to let him put himself in you so that you're like him, so that you can fit into the kingdom of heaven, so you can fit in he- into heaven, so that you can fit into um, the place where you're thinking you want to go. Yesterday we talked about that. Everybody thinks they're going to heaven. But you, be, you have to be in agreement with God. And so the person that doesn't have time for God, I really think they don't realize that um, God is a real person and um, it's a real place that you're going and a real um, way of living that you have to conform to. We live here on the earth in our earth, earth suit. You know, we live here and, we, and we're asked not to conform to the world at the same time. And it is possible when you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you to conform to his way. And you do that by what we just read, paying attention to the word. And, you know, I think that when we look at the scripture, we always think of healing. And that's true. We need to be healed. We, we need health. But it really stems from being in agreement with God. You know, we can know all the healing scriptures. You know, we can have all the knowledge that we need um, for healing. You know, you you maybe have a seven-step program you got from somebody or, you know, something like that. But really what you need to do is guard your heart and live in God's kingdom. And then you're just going to have healing and health. It's just going to be natural. And you're not going to do things the world does to 
to harm yourself. And even if you do, if you mess up, you're going to have that healing and that health. But so the whole point of what I believe God is asking me to point out today is that when you make the Word of God your life, when you make Him your life, when you live in His kingdom, when you guard your life, when you have the understanding that um, He's the force of good and you got to stay like connected to Him to have all that good, when, when you got that um, in your thinking, then you, you just got it. I forgot what I started out saying, but when you, when you put him as your everything, then all the goodness is just going to be there for you. You're going to have all of his goodness. All his blessings are going to be on you. But if you let go of that and you live um, separated from him, then you're going to have problems. You're not going to have that life. Uh, in the last verse here, it said, to guard it says, keep your keep and guard your heart um, with all vigilance, and above all, guard that you guard, and for out of that flows the springs of life. So when I think of springs of life, verse 23 says, keep and guard your heart with all vigilance, and above all that you guard, for out of it flows the springs of life. And I just think of life overflowing. Like when you have a baby and it's so exciting to know that it's growing in the womb and and when you actually have the baby, it's just so exciting. Everything's so brand new and beautiful. And maybe that when you get married, you know, all kinds of things in life that are just extraordinary. God just wants to multiply that more and more and more. That's what I think that he's saying, that if we would just stay totally connected with him, we would have springs of life overflowing. Just imagine what it would be like in heaven to to just have life overflowing all the time. And that's what he intends for us right here and right now. But we have to stay connected to him. We got to get his word in our heart and, and over and over again. We have to concentrate and focus on what he's saying and um, who he is and the plans that he has, you know, when he just orders your steps, you have that fullness of joy. And Jesus said that. He said, if you love me and obey me and you'd have my joy in you complete, it would just be overflowing. You know, so much of the time we're just bummed out and sad and life is not so much fun and um, we're just not happy. And it's because you're not guarding your heart. Uh, you're, you're, you're not putting him in your heart and just cherishing him, and just wanting to um, know that everything that he's thinking, watchfully watching him like he does us. He's so in love with us. The word says that he watchfully watches us to care for us. Jesus said that. And God is saying, if you're if you're watching for me, you know, I'm just thinking right now of the guy that I, I think he couldn't see, and he was just, I felt like God was showing me, he was just waiting for Jesus to walk by because he couldn't see, and but he could hear. And when he heard him, he said, Jesus, son of David, master, have mercy on me. And I feel like God is saying, we need to be watching for him. Just watch for him. All of a sudden, you feel his presence, or he says something to you, and it, it just brings the goodness, the springs of life just start happening. 
And so um, I believe that's what he's saying. And to guard your heart, guard it, and just know that he's that new baby. He's he's that marriage. He's that exciting part of life that you're looking for. You know, people are just looking to feel better and using food and drugs and and people and and our world is a mess. But if we would purpose to keep his word, keep him, he is his word. John 1, 1 says in the beginning was a word and God was the word and he's his word. And if we kept that word in our heart, if we just kept hanging on to his word, we would see that fullness of life. We would see him walking by. We would hear him coming. I so often just know that he's right there next to me. He's right here. And you can feel that. So if you're one of those people, maybe that say, well, I can't have a relationship with someone I can't see. You can see him. He, he manifests himself. And Jesus said that. If you love me, you'll obey me, and I'll show myself to you. I'll manifest myself to you. You know, and we were talking about in John 15 that um, when we do the word, then um, we glorify the Father and prove to be true disciples of his. And that's a manifestation of God right there. You know, um, when, when you have a suddenly, when, when you're doing the word and doing the word, and you, you press past the, the times where it feels like nothing is happening, and then all of a sudden it happens, it's so exciting, it's so comforting, it's so heartwarming to say, oh yeah, I knew that was him, I knew that he was going to bring me to the, this place, I knew that he was going to do the more than I can ask or think. And sometimes for me, it just brings me to my knees. And I remember the first time it just brought me, one of the first miracles I had for my son, it brought me to my knees for three days. I was so in awe because he did the impossible thing that I was believing him for. And um, even the doctor was in awe. It's just so good to serve God. He has so much for you. He wants health in healing for you. He already made provision for that right in the beginning when he made the garden. Did you know fruits and vegetables have phytonutrients in them, which fights off sickness and disease? Did you know that? He already had a plan from the beginning. He already knew we were going to mess up. And then Jesus came and he bore our sickness and our disease and our sorrow and our pain. And so we don't have to be sick. We don't have to be depressed. We don't have to have a vice if we make him the thing that we need. If we plug into our source, which is really and truly God, every day, then you're going to have springs of life flowing up in you. You're going to look alive. You're going to be happy. You're going to look blessed. And God is just going to show you favor. You know, he's so sweet. He's so kind. He's so beautiful. And, you know, just this morning, he encouraged me. I'm believing for something. And he encouraged me that it was just right around the corner. And a couple of days ago, he told me something was happening. Because when you press in and you keep doing what he's telling you to do, I just hear him reminding me, um, the other day I was under attack. And um, I just pressed through and kept going and kept going. And, and later I was just like, oh, that was so hard. And why was it so hard? And I was calling out to you, and I know you came through for me, but you know, I, I realized that after what he said is that um, I was going, 
enemy was really coming against me because I was going in the right direction. And God said, you aced it. <laughs> and I thought, oh, cool, because I told the enemy, I said, no matter what, I'm going to do this. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And I did it. And I felt good about it, at, really good about it after God said, you aced it. He just confirms to you that you're on the right path, you're going the right way, and that he's right there. He's living on the inside of you, and he's going to make sure that you make it. He's so good. If you never asked him to be your God, if you never asked him to come and live on the inside of you, then I would just recommend that you do that. And you're going to have these springs of life, but you got to pay attention to the word. you got to make a commitment. So many people just say the prayer out of fear because they don't want to go to hell. You know, they learn that there's heaven or hell and you got to say this prayer and then you're good. But it's a it's an invitation to a relationship and moving through into the forces of good and coming out of the force of evil, which is all around us and something that we have to resist and purposefully pull over and come in agreement with Jesus, come in agreement with God. And he's going to help you do what seems way too hard. He's going to help you press through those attacks that the enemy comes against you with. Because Jesus said that if you didn't understand this one thing, that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and that um, as soon as you hear the word, he's going to come and try to take God from you. And that's what he's trying to do this whole time that you're on the earth. But when you submit to God and you just resist him, then he's going to flee. The word of God says that, James 4, 7. Submit to God, resist the enemy, and he'll flee. And this word we read today, God is saying, submit to me. Come in agreement with me. And um, keep my word in your heart. And, and then you're going to have those issues of life. And so if you never ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, that's what happens. You get born again. You get born of the Spirit. He comes and lives on the inside of you. Revelation 3.20 said, He's knocking at the door of your heart already. And if you invite him in, he's going to come in. and He's going to hang out with you. He's going to be your God. He's going to be there all the time. He told the disciples when he left. And if this is all new to you, start reading the New Testament. Start reading the Gospels and start learning who Jesus is and what he said. And, and just learn of him. But he told the disciples, you know, he hung out with them for so long, and they were really close, and um, uh, I'm sure they were grieving the way it sounded, and Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans, but God is going to send the Spirit, His Spirit, to come live on the inside of you, and I'm going to remind you, He's going to remind you of things to come, He's going to remind you of the things He said, and tell you things to come, and so much more, you got to read it for yourself, it's so exciting. So if you never asked Him to come and live on the inside of you, then I just want to say that prayer with you. He's a person. It's nothing special that you have to say. You just say, yeah, I want a relationship with you. Come and live on the inside of me and be my God. And I'm just asking you to help me to be faithful to you and give me understanding when I look at your word and help me to do the things that I need to do to be right with you. Help me to be in agreement with you because I can't do this alone. And the Word of God tells us we can't do it alone. And so you got it. If you asked, He came and He's living on the inside of you, whether you can feel it or not. But the more attention you give Him, the more you're going to know that He is right there. He's there day or night. He's not going to ignore you. He doesn't not talk to you. The reason sometimes people can't hear Him is because they're not listening or they're, they're not willing to obey Him. And He knows that. He knows your heart. 
And so he moves according to what you allow him to do. So if you said that prayer, I would love it if you'd let me know. And thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.